Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 298 of The Other Ground Live. I had to stop and think about it for a second. Yep, episode 298. Uh, I'm Passive J. How are you guys doing today? It is, what, Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, which means it's the start of a whole new week of Other Ground Live. I got a whole week of exciting shows for you. That's probably a lie. I might have one or two exciting shows, and the rest of them are probably going to suck. But that's all right. We'll do what we can. Uh, let's see. Wednesday. Being uh, that it's a Wednesday, I have all kinds of stuff to talk about, you would think, but no, not really. <laughs> On a personal note, uh, work today wasn't too horribly bad. Uh, still pretty slow at the country club, so we don't have a ton going on. Uh, but that gives me plenty of time to talk with you guys on the internet. So that's why I spent most of my day doing, hanging out on the OG, talking with you guys. Uh, you know the routine. If you have anything you want to talk about, feel free to give a call. If you want to talk about what I'm talking about, feel free to give a call. If you don't want to call, but you still want to communicate, you can type stuff out in the chat box and I will most likely not read it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best, but I do warn you, I'm really poor at keeping track of the chat box stuff. So if I miss your comment, uh, I'm, I apologize. It's not on purpose. All right, let's go. Now, of course, if uh, you guys want to call in on a topic, that's just fine. But if you don't have one, I'll go over to the OG and see what they're talking about today. Uh, someone's making a post about worst neighbors ever, which is a, an easy thing to talk about. Obviously, I don't think most people make it through life without having at least one or two neighbors they're not fond of. Uh, I'm super duper lucky here, um, mostly because my wife's a really friendly person. <laughs> uh, we're friends with the neighbors on basically on both sides of us and across the street and across the street on that side and across the street on that side. Uh, it's funny how that worked out because I lived here for seven years. I think it was before my wife moved in. Uh, and for the seven years that I, I uh, lived here, I didn't know fucking nobody. I knew the guy on one side because he was the dude that actually sold me the house. It was his parents' house and they passed away and he didn't want to fuck with it because uh, it was like an inheritance between him and his sister. So I ended up getting it for a really uh, cheap price. But other than that, I didn't know any of these people. Now I know everybody because my wife will talk to anybody for any reason. Uh, and that's good. It's it's a good idea to be uh, uh, friends with your neighbors. Uh you know, they watch our pets for us. If we go out of town for a day or two, uh, we've returned the favor. My uh, wife is actually going to be checking on their cats every day for the next couple of weeks because they're going someplace for something. And uh, like she goes across the street to the old dude across the street and like brings him food. If she's coming home from the restaurant that she works at occasionally, she's, she she cut his hair during quarantine when, when no one could get haircuts and she's cleaned his house for him once or twice. She just likes being nice to people. So and it works out because like our neighbors are really cool to us. My next door neighbor uh, comes over and helps me work on shit that I'm not manly enough to fix myself because he owns a whole bunch of houses. And it was kind of weird that he didn't want to keep this house because he owns a whole bunch of rentals. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of what he does. But I, I guess it's because it was also his sister's that, you know, um, or maybe because he lived next door to this house, he didn't want to rent it and he, out to people and he'd rather just have a permanent person in there. I do know he's ecstatic that we're his neighbors he said it multiple times <laughs> oh you guys are really great neighbors i assume that comes from the fact that it was a rental before us and he was still living there so he he lived next door to a rental it was his parents house but you know you know how rentals are it's it's there's a good chance that you're not gonna uh that you'll have shitty people in there and the shittier the house the shittier shittier the tenants and this house is shitty <laughs> it's better now i've put some work into it but it, it when i got got it it was uh pretty fucking run down. I, I got it for super cheap for that reason. It needed a lot of work. Uh, I put like $20,000 into this house, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a significant portion of what the house costs in the first place. <laughs> so 
I don't really have a, a ton of like bad neighbor stories, not for this house. My, the house I rented before I, I lived here, I guess like once a week, uh, the next door neighbors and it was the, and their house was pretty close. Uh, had a band that practiced in their garage from like nine to 10 o'clock on Tuesdays or, or I'm sorry, on like Wednesday nights or something like that, which wasn't a big deal, but I went to bed like at nine o'clock, right when they're right when they're starting up. So one day a week I was going to bed an hour late and I never went over and said anything to them. They have, they have every right to play right up until 10 o'clock. That's what the ordinance is. I should, I should know the shoe's been on the other foot to 30 years ago. It was my buddy's uh, friends that had a band in a garage and the neighbors were always complaining about the noises. So, uh, you know, and we, we actually were, went over and told them before it's like, Hey, the cops have been over here a billion times. Okay. They've told us the same thing over and over again. We can be as loud as we want up until 10 o'clock. So you just fucking wasting your time calling the cops on us at like eight 30 or nine o'clock at night. Wait till 10. We're going to be done. We know we can't make noise after 10 o'clock. You're, you're wasting the cops time and you're annoying us. <laughs> and that's what they said to their next, their next door neighbors. <laughs> And it worked. They stopped calling the cops. Uh, so I guess the, the moral of that story is if you're having an issue with your neighbors, uh, actually talking to them uh, is a really good idea sometimes because, you know, uh, I don't know why the dude kept on calling the cops on us because I'm sure the cops told him over and over again that, you know, there's no law against being loud until 10 o'clock. And I think it's before 8 a.m. or some shit like that. And I'm sure it varies from city to city and state to state and country to country and all that good stuff. But you guys get the general idea. Um, so I never complained about that because I, I knew that they weren't breaking the law. And let's see, before that, a couple apartments, but never had any issues really because I ended up being in N units. Uh, and it was a kind of like a rundown apartment that wasn't nearly capacity because I don't I don't think I had any neighbors at that place to be honest with you I was only there for about six months uh, I'm trying to think of bad bad places I live but I've gotten really fucking lucky with that over the years uh, how about you guys you guys ever had any bad neighbors you want to call in and talk about or type stuff out any bad experiences that you've had happen I've been the bad neighbor <laughs> well not me but you know my family growing up my stepdad was a fucking drunk uh, drug addict and I, he, there was many, many, many incidents you know, outside of the house as well as inside of the house. So I can only imagine what the neighbors thought of him. <laughs> Stumbling around, drunk, yelling at shit. So, yeah. And we didn't live in a, you know, like a trailer park or anything like that. It was just like a little neighborhood, uh, three streets by two streets, you know, uh, that back then the rest of the area around that was like woods and fields. And we were, I lived in a dirt road, just like a little dirt road subdivision. But it wasn't like, you know, run down and stuff all the houses will were up kept they're small houses like a thousand to fifteen hundred square feet uh and i didn't feel like i lived in a shitty neighborhood but <laughs> but my dad my stepdad certainly act like we lived in a shitty neighborhood so i don't know it's hard to look back on that stuff and engage it right now it's a nice neighborhood i mean but everything's built up around it I, my childhood uh neighborhood is, has been built up from what used to be a fairly rural area to uh, very much more suburb uh, suburbs and very very rich, comparatively speaking, <laughs> it's it's pretty apparent when you go around the area that I live in uh, to be able to pick out the houses that were built before 1990 and the ones that were built after 1990, because <laughs> you can see like when all the rich folks moved in, 
there, there's some big ass houses. Um, I, the area was always fairly affluent, but it just didn't have a lot of people in it. it. You know, it had some redneck people living there and then like some affluent people that had moved in and bought like large estates that didn't, they didn't want to live close to Detroit. And then in the meantime, everything else in between got built up. So it makes for kind of a weird neighborhood. And most of my, most of the people that I live around have much nicer houses and make way more money than I do. I kind of got lucky. As I told you guys before, I bought this house really stupid cheap because of the rental issues on it. But I also bought it in 2011, which for anybody who follows real estate is aware is right in the very bottom of the housing market crash. Like the housing market market crash started in like 2009, I want to say. It bottomed out in 2011 and started to recover after that. And if you look at a bell curve of where I bought my house, it's the absolute fucking bottom. Like I... I'm no real estate whiz or anything like that. I started looking for houses because I knew that the market was you know, pretty bad, like uh, the houses were going for cheap, but I had no clue that I was going to time it that fucking perfectly because like the day after I bought my house, housing prices started to go up again, literally. I, I mean, not literally, I don't know, but if you look at a bell curve, it's it, I'm right at the bottom. So I, I got super duper lucky. And I kind of feel bad about that in some ways, to be honest with you, because uh you know, for every person that benefited like me, uh, obviously there's a person who got fucked, uh, and tons of people got fucked during that housing market thing, like tons and tons and tons to the point where I don't really talk about my winning the housing market crash because I feel bad for all the people that did not. Now, some of them, I don't really understand, uh, why they did what they did. Cause I know a lot of people, or at least a couple of few people and one specifically that, when the housing market started to go up, they like borrowed money and built their houses bigger. Like they did additions to it and this, that, and the other, because apparently they thought it was like a good investment because if the housing market's going, anything that you put added on was going to make it worth more. You know, uh, like I know one of my best friend's mom, she lived in like a thousand square foot house. And right in the middle of the housing bubble, when, you know, prices were skyrocketing, she added another thousand square foot to her house. Um, you know, and, and then remortgaged the house, uh, you know, to, to pay for it. And, uh, and here's where, what I don't understand. She set it up. She knows where the payments are. She was able to make those payments, right? But after the housing market crashed, and all of a sudden her $320,000 house is worth like 175000 or whatever it was. She's unhappy and wants to get rid of the house. It's the same house. It's the same payments. But because in her mind that she's lost money on it, she, she decided that, you know, it, it was a, a horrible investment. And then she ended up selling it for like not, I don't even know if she covered what she owed on it at that point. And moving into a fucking trailer, old folks trailer park. Um, and it just blew me away because, and that's an extreme case, but I, I know lots of people that um, after the housing market crash complained that they were underwater on their house. You know, it's like, oh, you know, now it's, uh, I owe like 300,000 on it. And it's only worth 200,000 now. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's the same payments that you're paying this entire time. And it's the same house. Just because it artificially inflated up to a certain point and then back down, it's you're still your house. I don't know. I didn't. Luckily, I didn't get involved in any of that stuff. And people tell me all the time that I should sell my house because it's worth like three times as much as I paid for it. Um, 
I'm like, well, yeah, that's great, but I still got to live someplace. The only way that would work out is if I was selling my house here and moving someplace else where the housing market is not hot, because I, which isn't going to happen because I, I have to live here for my job. Yeah. If I got rid of my day job, well, that'd be a different thing. I can do this fucking anywhere and I can do like voiceover work from anywhere because uh, it's all home based sort of stuff now. Uh, but the job that handles my health insurance and things like that, that I have to keep uh, is right here. So I have to live around here. So all I could do, excuse me. So there's no point in me selling my overpriced house because all the other houses are also overpriced. Yep. Wow. It looks like the chat box is fucking dead today, guys. <laughs> you know, feel free to throw a couple things in there to make it so that I know you're paying attention. <laughs> All right, let's see what else they're talking about. Uh, dude, no, 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 not politics. We don't like politics. Leto apologizes for years of Asian jokes. Okay, let's click and see what that says. That sounds stupid. Jay Leno apologizes for decades of jokes about Asians. In my heart, I knew it was wrong. Did you, Jay? Did you really know it was wrong? Or were you just making jokes and now you're looking back on it, it looks bad, so you kind of have to make that shit up, hmm? Late night host and comedian Jay Leno has issued an apology for a series of jokes told over his career targeting Asian communities. Uh, the apology comes after a nearly 15 year campaign from activist group Media Action Network for Asian Amer Americans, MANA, for remarks as recent as Variety's 2020 report that Leno cracked about Koreans eating dog meat, a complaint that offended numerous players on the set of NBC's America's Got Talent. Oh. At the time I did these jokes, I generally thought them to be harmless, Leno said in a joint press release with MANA leader Guy Akodi. I was making fun of our enemy, North Korea, and, and like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. <laughs> Leno continued, at the time, there was a prevailing attitude that some group is always complaining about something, so don't worry about it. Whenever we received a complaint, there would be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or screw them if they can't take a joke. Too many times I sided with the latter, even when my heart, I knew it was wrong. Oh, you know, fucking, they're jokes. They're jokes. People get way too worked up about that kind of shit, you know? Uh, and I realized as a white dude who has never experienced racism, which is kind of funny if you ever been a white guy in Detroit. Um, but, uh, I, you know, supposedly I've got no right to judge or talk about that kind of stuff. So, but it's ridiculous. It really is. You know, uh, comedians need to have free license to say, fucking stupid racist shit really because it's jokes uh when you start constraining what people can tell for jokes um you're really starting to get into like freedom speech and stuff like that uh the way the proper way to handle that is if you don't think asian jokes are funny and you think jay leno shouldn't be saying making jokes about koreans eating dog meat then don't listen to jay leno don't turn on jay leno there you go. You've made your decision. If an, if a majority of people made the same decision as, as you, well, then the problem solves itself. Because if the majority of people don't want to hear those type of jokes, well, then guess what? The people who tell those jokes won't have a job. You don't need to censor them or say what they can and can't say. Let them say whatever they want. If it's too offensive and over the top, the public will react appropriately. You don't need to censor them beforehand. You, you we don't need a set of guidelines on what comedians can and can't make jokes about. That's fucking ridiculous. And that's where it's going. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to tell you what you can and can't make jokes about. Oh, this is offensive. That is not offensive. 
And uh, you can't do fucking jokes like that. You got to let him go. And yes, people will say shitty stuff. Like I was horribly offended by the all the the shit that Ari Schaefer uh, spewed out about the Kobe thing. I thought it was I thought it was disgusting and not funny at all. And I thought the dude should probably never work in Hollywood again. But guess what? I wasn't on the internet calling for him to be banned because fucking that problem will fix itself. If enough people were offended by what he said, they're not going to go to his shows. They're not going to listen to his podcasts. He won't have a job. You don't need the call for him to be fired. That's, you know, the problem will solve itself or it won't. In which case, obviously not many people, not enough people thought it was offended and, and he can get away with saying stuff like that. You know, let, let the public decide when it happens, not beforehand. And this entire thing of making him Jay Leto apologize for years of Asian jokes, you know, that's just silly. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. All right. Let's see what else we got talking about today. What, what do you, by the way, you guys are more than welcome to call in and comment about any of that type of stuff. I do not mind. This isn't supposed to be a one person show, although so often it is. Uh, let's see. Nope, don't want to talk about that. So I'm slightly distracted. I left Game of Thrones on for my dogs to watch while I was doing the show. They like Game of Thrones. It keeps them interested. Do you guys do that? My, uh, I kind of uh, gave up on trying to talk my wife into not doing this anymore. She leaves the TV on all day for the kid, the kids. I was about to call them the kids for the for the dogs to watch. Um, and I do know there are dogs that pay attention to TV, but my dogs don't seem to be that type. I've never noticed them like bark at the TV or pay attention to anything. And I honestly think we're probably just uh, um, wasting electricity, but whatever. It's, it makes the wife happy, and that's the important part. Do you guys do that? Do you guys like leave uh, the TV on or a radio or something for the dog so that they have something to listen to or watch? Oh, I see G Rock's on there. Hey, G Rock, what's going on, boss? So far, I just see you and Sly. It's a slow night for you fuckers. Let's see what we got hanging out right now. Yeah, I don't know where fucking everybody is today. That's fine. Well, you guys better be here on Friday. That's the important part. You guys can be slackers today and tomorrow, but I need you here on Friday because when Adam Hunter calls in. For those of you who are just now listening and we're not paying attention the last week or two, uh, we have episode 300 coming up on Friday. Uh, we're going to have special guest Adam Hunter. Adam Hunter is MMA's favorite stand-up comic. He has many specials out there. He's been on The Tonight Show. He was a finalist on Last Comic Standing. Uh, he actually has a special on UFC Fight Pass right now. Uh, he's shopping a sitcom that he developed and starting called Pin, where he plays a high school wrestling coach. And he has his own podcast called MMA Roasted, where he has MMA fighters come on there and he makes fun of them. So uh, I'm really looking forward to having him here on Friday. I don't know how long he'll be on. Hopefully for the whole show, or it might just be five minutes. You'll have to tune in and find out. Hopefully he doesn't learn, out, learn too much about me beforehand, because clearly he shouldn't be on our show, right? <laughs> so that would be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully I won't fuck it up too much. But until then, we will have to amuse ourselves, right? Looking over on the OG there, you know, it's just fucking politics over. I, I was really, really, really hoping that once the um, election was over and everything settled down, there wouldn't be as much politics over there, but it's exactly the same amount. It, it's funny because a year ago, it was a whole bunch of people complaining about Trump. Uh, now it's a whole bunch of, well, let me rephrase that. 
the the OG definitely leans to the right, but there's uh, a very vocal left side as well. And, and a year ago, the dynamics were 100, you know, um, the opposite. Like uh, it was mostly Republican things. With uh, you'd see a, a left leaning post uh, post about something, and the, basically all the right leaning people would mock him and make fun of his whatever he was complaining about. And now it's the exact opposite. Now the now the liberals are able to uh, mock and make fun of the Republicans about whatever they're complaining about. Because you know, obviously, when we had a Republican president, the the Democrats complained about the Republican president. And now that we have a Democratic president, the Republican people are complaining about the Democratic president. So it just goes round and round and round, and it really doesn't matter to me who's in fucking charge because it's the same fucking tune every day. It doesn't matter who won, <laughs> at least not to how it affects me on a day to day basis. Because I have to hear the same shit over and over again. And obviously, I know what it matters who won. But we're not getting into that stuff. I mean, just as far as, like, my social media life, I had thought that things would ch change once the election was over, and it's exactly the fucking same. They just flipped the scripts. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick up this dog right here. I'm going to put this dog in my lap. I think that will make me feel better about the entire thing. Because there's nothing that a dog in the lap won't fix, right? Oh, thank you for kisses. Yeah, you're a good girl. All right. So, uh, I, that's why, and that's why I don't talk about politics. For one thing, I don't like to talk about things that I don't know a lot about, uh, especially when it's something that other people might disagree with and you have to defend your position. And I really don't want to put the effort into learning about all the different subjects involved in politics. It, yeah, I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that being the case, I don't really want to talk about politics. It's it's too much. Uh Religion is a different subject. I do know enough to argue about religion, but I don't want to do that because it's offensive to people, you know? Um, and because the reverse hold, holds true for me, I don't want people to lecture me on their religious values. I don't really care what your religion is, <laughs> you know, not to be, not to be sound rude or like, uh, or anything like that, but your religion is your religion, whatever it is, as long as it doesn't affect other people, I'm fine with it. I don't care what you think. Uh, I just don't really want you to try to convert me to your, your religion. And when I argue with people about religion, that's kind of what I'm doing. Because as you guys know, I'm an agnostic. So, um, and I have the tendency when I get into those type of discussions to mock fucking re religion. And I really shouldn't do that. And I don't really mean to. It just kind of comes out. So, uh, and I don't want to, certainly don't want to offend anybody or hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that. So I just try to avoid religion as a topic. Uh, although it comes up here more often than you think. <laughs> so, but anyways, that's why I don't like talking about politics and that's why I don't like talking about religion. I realize that makes for a lot of stuff for people to talk about. And it's one of the reasons why I struggle with topics here sometimes, but uh, I, I just feel it's better to stay away from that stuff. Like uh, at one point before uh, Big Dalton left, uh, he had wanted us to do like an election night uh, a podcast sort of like a fight companion but for politics and i did didn't want to do that from the fucking start that was always his thing he was a lot more political than i was you know and and i wasn't looking forward to that at all because i couldn't even imagine what the fuck we talk about for like eight or nine hours he's like oh we'll talk about the election results as they come in i'm like i can't think of anything more boring and i can't think of anybody what I would want to fucking listen to that. Me and him talk about like the election results as they come in. I'm amazed you guys listen to me in the fucking first place. And I try to find at least semi-interesting things to talk about. God, could you imagine how fucking boring that would have been? <laughs> and then, uh, 
And then when he left the show, apparently he got really offended uh, a couple months later when I decided that we weren't going to do that. Uh, unbeknownst to me, he had planned on calling in that night and coming back to the show. And that wasn't going to happen for a couple reasons. One, I didn't really want to do a political show. Uh, and two, he ain't fucking coming back. He left the show. I, <laughs> I was amazed. He's like, I'm going to come back several months later and act like nothing had happened. Dude, you not not to be mean about it, dude. You fucked me over. You left me hanging high and dry. I mean, it was end up being the best thing that could have happened because the show's way better without him. Haha. Uh-huh. Um, and and by the way, I know I know I'm being a little mean about it, but uh, uh, I tried to be real polite about that entire situation. And then I hear later on that he's shit talking me. Uh, so you know, fuck that guy. Because <laughs> apparently, and this is what I heard. He thinks I'm scum. I don't know how you could come to that conclusion after doing a podcast with somebody for like fucking six months every day. Uh, you guys listen to my show every day. Most of you fucking, uh, I come off as probably very immature and uh, slightly thoughtless, um, but fucking scum. That makes me feel bad. He hurt my feelings. So fuck that guy. So, so yeah, I think I might complain about him uh, in a lot more intense way from now on. Yeah, you know, I didn't need that shit. Yeah, but so so for him to come off like he's going to come back on the show and do a political one and then be offended when I told him I didn't want to do the show. Maybe you shouldn't have fucking left in the first place, asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, since it's a low number show today and uh, I'm struggling for um, things to talk about because I kind of just hurt my feelings. My, I hurt my own feelings just now. We're going to play a song. Uh, you guys, I know I don't play songs that often, and I know it's normally a really bad choice, but I think you guys will appreciate uh, my song selection this time, because it's not quite as bad as it normally is. You guys tell me what you think. Yes, Charlie. We're holding on to what's golden. No, 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 no,
is the verbal Herman monster. The word enhancer, sick of phony mobsters, controlling the dance floor. I'm in them dark places, catch you when you start naked. Your heart races as we pump you for your chart spaces. The taunt cases be bringing these hot styles through. Some of you bum a few cheers from shock down. You word power can plow through acres of cornfields. Paragraphs cut like warm steel, perform ill. We're not falling, we're taking back to the days of yes, yawning. We're holding on to what's clothing. On the stage, I read and I'm rolling. We're not falling, a shot calling. We're taking back to the days of yes, yawning. We're holding on to what's clothing. On the stage, I read and I'm rolling. Oh, there you go. That was Jurassic 5. Uh, what's golden? I like that quite a bit. I just discovered Jurassic 5 like basically a week ago and which is embarrassing because uh, obviously they've been around for quite a while um one of my friends turned me on to them so now i'm collecting different songs i like from them that was a good one uh jurassic 5 quality control is also a good one that i enjoy uh so i'm just discovering them so if you guys happen to know any good ones uh shoot them into the chat box i'd love to check them out anyways Back to the OG. You know what? That's enough for the OG. Let's go over to Yahoo and see if we can't find something to talk about over there instead. Huh? Oof, I'm getting warm. Having a dog on your lap generates heat. <laughs> oh, let's see. Mystery drones hovered over U.S. naval destroyers off California coast, says reports. Hmm. The drones were many miles from the mainland and were able to stay aloft for more than 90 minutes, longer than commercially available drones. Yeah, it's interesting. That's probably not a good sign, right? Uh, that would probably be um, another government, would think, if they're not commercially available and it's... Here, let's read the article. Several drones repeatedly swarmed around U.S. naval destroyers off the California coast in July of 2019, but it's unclear who is behind the brazen nighttime flights, according to a report from on the website The Drive, quoting ship logs. As many sh as six drones flew around the warships at one time in often low visibility, bleh, sorry, often in low visibility conditions near Southern California's Channel Islands over a number of days, with the drones flashing lights and prompting security precautions on board, according to the report. Man, I can't talk today. Interesting. The drone flights took place near San Clemente Island, which is home to sensitive military facilities, including the Naval SEAL training site. Uh, the, the Navy's only ship to ship uh, live, excuse me, the Navy's only ship the shore live firing range and an airfield. So obviously they didn't want people poking around in that shit, right? <laughs> well, Jitsu enters the chat box hard with a uh, fuck Homelander. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's an interesting way to start. <laughs> all right what else are we going to talk about so did you guys uh finally get around to uh, watching the snyder cut for uh that justice league movie i watched it uh, i skipped around on it some uh but i've watched pretty much the whole thing meh oh I, you know what a lot of it was confusing to me as it, not as in like i didn't understand what was going on i more like i didn't understand why Zack snyder decided to, to do it some of the dialogue was laughably fucking bad, and this might be a poor stance for me to take, uh, politically speaking, but I understand that Ray Fisher had issues with Josh Whedon and that Josh, you know, he's upset 
he says, you know, Josh Whedon had was very abusive on the set. Um, and people are saying that's why the there wasn't hardly any cyborg in the uh, Josh Whedon version of it. You know that uh, that he he cut cyborg out because of the fights that they were having with uh, him between him and Ray Fisher. That may or may not be true, but honestly speaking. I think they took a lot of the cyborg out of the movie because it looked like fucking trash. Cyborg was the worst part of that movie as far as like special effects go. At no point did he look believable doing doing any of his flying around or any of that shit. It, 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 I was not impressed with the cyborg at all. I mean, the storyline was cool and the characters cool and the guy acted just fine, but like, but the CGI used for him was fucking horrible. I did and. I kind of think that's why he wasn't in the movie because I think Josh Whedon looked at it and went, oh, God, that looks like shit. <laughs> and went with his own thing instead. You know, Mr. Am I talking about the boys? No, I was talking about Justice League. I will talk about the boys, though. That's a fucking awesome series. I'm really looking forward to season three coming out. Uh, I like the boys quite a bit because uh, it's a pretty accurate depiction of, I think, how it would actually be if there were superheroes in real life. Most of them would, most of them would be assholes. There'd be lots of marketing for them. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. My dog wants down. All right. Get down, Stumpy. Oh, you have ass dog. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the boys quite a bit. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be out with season three for a little while. But no, I was talking about Justice League and how I wasn't impressed. Um, Part of it was me. Part of me was being unhappy with the Flash. I guess the special effects of the Flash and all that stuff was fine. The the, the character was just too goofy for my taste. Um, I know. I don't know why they went in that direction with him. Um, Aquaman. Meh. Oh, here Aquaman's a funny one. People c- complain about uh, cultural appropriation all the time. You hear it all the time, uh, like. Like with the Mulan uh, live action movie, I think at one point they had like a non-Asian person cast in one of the roles. And that was a big deal. You know, you had to have an Asian person cast in one of the roles. And you're supposed to cast the appropriate race with that thing because it's a horrible thing to, you know, take away uh, acting jobs from minorities. And they say all that. But fucking what about Aquaman? Do you think Jason Momoa looks like Aquaman? Go go watch, go read a DC comic book or go watch the old Justice League cartoons. You know, that that is not how fucking uh, Aquaman looks at all. Aquaman's a blonde-haired dude, blonde-haired white dude. Um, but no one has a problem with a uh, someone uh, stealing his role as long as it's the other way around, of course. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make a, a thing about that. I just, I'm mostly making a joke about it, how, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's bad to have... Uh, cultural appropriation i know that's not the right word for it i can't think of the term that they used for it unless it's jason momoa with his big muscles and dreamy eyes <laughs> and then it's perfectly okay <sighs> but yeah i i didn't like him in the role either i just didn't like the entire aquaman thing i don't he's which is funny because i really liked thor 3 when they switched him over to being like a surfer dude like a dumb surfer instead of his angsty goth role that he was doing before you know uh, and I enjoyed that quite a bit, but, uh, Aquaman surfer bro thing. Uh, it's, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't connect with me. I didn't like it that much. Um, really the, the only really great thing in, in both the justice league movie and the Batman versus Superman, which is basically the prequel to it, uh, 
was Batman. I thought Ben Affleck did a great job on Batman. I thought the Batman costume looked good. I really liked uh, the fight scenes involving Batman, like in the Superman versus Batman scene when he's in the warehouse trying to save, save Martha. That's exactly how fucking Batman should look when he's kicking people's ass. You know, that was great. I was really impressed with it. Um, Jitsu says, told you it would be mediocre like Snyder does everything. Yeah, yeah. Snyder does interesting visuals. I won't even say good visuals because a lot of them I didn't even like. Uh, he, he, he's a very visual person that, uh, he, and he creates his movies as such, which means stuff like plot and storylines can go by the wayside quite a bit. Um, bunch of dramatic pauses for getting coffee. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much slow motion in that movie. So I, I realize why it's fucking four hours long. I mean, you know, if you took out all the slow motion, it'd probably be a 45 minute movie. Uh, and uh, I saw a, uh, one of those pitch meeting videos. I've posted those before. It's a guy, that, a guy pitches a meeting basically to himself and plays two roles. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about uh, the wonder woman scenes uh, and how they're going to play this music, you know, that goes when they see her and he's like, Oh, that's a great idea. You're going to do that for the intro. And he's like, no, we're going to play that music every single time she's on screen. And I'd watched the pitch meeting thing before I watched the movie. And oh my God, was he right? It's to the point where halfway through the movie, I just started giggling whenever fucking Wonder Woman showed up because it had the same fucking ho, ho, ho background music whenever her or any Amazon really was on screen. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there watching the movie with my wife, and she goes, Why are you laughing? That's not a funny scene. I'm like, I can't explain it. It's, <laughs> I know you'd have to watch something for, for it to be funny to you. So yeah, that didn't impress me that much. Um, the w Falcon and Winter Soldier, now, and, and and since we're like Wednesday and new episodes are out on Friday on that, I feel like I can go ahead and just talk about it without being a spoiler. So I'll say it's spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, but you know it's been most of a week, so it's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Uh, much better. A very straightforward uh, superhero type stuff going on. They spent the first 10 or 15 minutes with action, both of a flashback from the Winter Soldier with one of his... Uh, uh, he was doing a flashback to a nightmare, I believe, of one of his kills. And um, Falcon had a really awesome scene to start off the movie with a lot of flying around and fighting bad guys. And they had George St. Pierre playing Balrock the Leaper, which is goddamn awesome. Uh, George St. Pierre is one of my favorite people in the world, so to see him get work is great. And he does a good job of it, too, since he actually knows how to fight people. Uh, the, the, his scene was kind of short and not spectacular because most of his fighting was done inside of a helicopter, so there's not a lot of moving around going. Uh, but the entire scene in general with the uh, Falcon flying around in between different helicopters and shit, really good. Uh, after that, it slowed down quite a bit because they're starting to do world building. You know, they're starting to give you background information on the Falcon and his family and what's going on with the Winter Soldier and what's going on in the world in general and all the different groups and stuff. And it's a six episode uh, season, so they have to move things along fairly quickly, which means, so I think next episode we'll probably have a little bit more of that as well <coughs> excuse me but by episode three i imagine we'll be getting into the real meat of the uh, season um which i'm looking forward to because i'll be honest i wasn't really interested in this too much because they're two minor characters i don't really have a ton of interest in either of them um kind of i mean like the uh Captain America and the Winter Soldier might be the best Marvel superhero movie. Uh, and the Winter Soldier being such a badass was a big part of that. 
but now they're kind of making him angsty, angsty, angsty. Is that a word? And, you know, and unhappy with what he did. So I just want to see him do cool fucking shit. And Falcon, ah, I don't know. They, they made, they made him look pretty cool with the flying scenes, but just a dude who can fly was never really impressive to me as, as far as like a superhero went. So I didn't really have a lot, a ton of interest in, you know, his individual storyline. And, and I'll be honest with you, the dude plays his role like he's Will Smith. I don't know if it's the right because of the writing or what, but it, he honestly feels like he's doing a Will Smith impersonation throughout the entire show. And it's kind of distracting. <laughs> but it looks like it's going to be good. I, I'm going to, I, I should have, uh, I have high hopes for the rest of the season. I mean, look at the WandaVision. WandaVision was just fucking weird the first three episodes and tons of people stopped fucking watching it because of that. And they had to be told to come back and watch it because from episode four on, it got really interesting and cool. But, um, uh, like I know two people at my work who still haven't watched it, despite the fact that several people have told them they need to. And like one of my bosses went back and tried to watch it again after I told him to, and he fell asleep in the middle of episode two. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, so uh, despite I, me thinking the WandaVision setup was really interesting, they probably should have done it a little more traditionally. They, I mean, it's, uh, despite all the accolades that they got for it, um, I probably would have been even better received if they had done it a little more normal. I don't know. It depends. I, I like the concept, but I have a, had other people tell me that they would have preferred just, you know, a regular storyline in, instead of the weird uh, uh, sitcom stuff that they start off with. I was, to be honest with you, surprised that they did it. That's pretty bold. You know, that's a bold direction to go into instead of, uh, instead of just doing like their normal superhero stuff. And uh, they definitely rolled the dice on that one. Oh, give me a second. I get something to drink. A little parch. I hear beeping in the background from my wife sending me messages. I don't know why she sends me messages while I'm working. <laughs> she knows that I'm not going to be able to uh, answer them or anything like that. I don't even click over and look at them, honestly. Yeah, because whatever it is, it can wait another 15 minutes, right? I mean, unless she's sending me a message saying that the house is on fire. But one, how would she know that? She's still at work. And two, I think I would notice. <laughs> All right, let's see what else they're talking about. Go over to Yahoo. Uh, no, 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 no. Mm, nope. Nope, don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. Oh, I'll tell you about my, uh, since I talked about this a little bit yesterday, I did an impromptu show, but you guys probably missed it since I did it at a weird time. Um, I uh, went ahead and had bought the, that motorized bicycle I told you guys about. Uh, I kept it to myself for a couple of weeks because I knew I was going to be melt, mocked mercilessly about it, but eventually I let it slip. So I'm going to tell you guys about it. I bought a mechanic, a, mechan a motorized bicycle. It's just a regular bicycle, although it's a big ass bicycle. It's got 29 inch tires because I need a big bike. I'm a tall person. Um, uh, but a gentleman put a gas tank on it, uh, some sort of transmission. I don't know how this shit works, but it is an auto I do have an automatic transmission on this stuff, uh, a four stroke motor, uh, on it and some saddlebags and shit. And, and, uh, let's see, uh, mirrors. 
it, you know, it, it looks it looks kind of a little bit like an old style uh, motorcycle, like you know the nineteen hundreds ones, uh, which is good because I can't ride a real motorcycle. And I and I've uh, taken it uh, for a couple trips so far. I will admit I haven't ridden a bicycle in like thirty something years, probably more than that. It might be it might even be thirty five, almost forty years. I, I think I was ten last time I rode a bike. So that's a long time. So uh, combine that with the fact that I've never ridden a motorcycle, uh, so I have to get used to the throttle. You know, um, for one thing, it seems wrong to me. It seems like you should roll your hand forward to go forward, and, and you know, but it's but instead you roll it back. I understand why it does that because if you hit the brakes, you don't want to accidentally roll your hand forward forward and give it gas. Uh, but it's taking some getting used to. So between the not riding a bicycle in many, many, many years and never riding a motorcycle, I am not that stable on this thing so far. <laughs> uh, I'm amazed I haven't fallen off of it yet. I'm trying to be real careful about it. I don't even take it fast. I think it would probably top out at 30 or 35 miles an hour. I'm taking it like 10 or 12, which is about the same speed as a sedate bike ride. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and I imagine I look pretty fucking silly driving down the road in it, but I'm having fun with it. I took it to the bar, uh, had one drink. I didn't want to get too crazy. Uh, on a bicycle that I'm uh, not even used to riding yet, but you know, drove it down side streets and stuff. I, you know, I would never take it on a fucking main road, cut across a couple sidewalks to avoid taking it on the main road and, you know, chained it up in front of the bar and had lunch. And it was great. I had a fun time. You know, I had a couple people ask me about the bike, which is what it's for really <laughs> just to talk to people about. Um, then, you know, then I had a nice meal and drove it back home. It was a good time. And it, it wasn't a long ride. I think it was like a 10 or 15 minute ride it's about three miles away or some shit like that so yeah it was fun g-rock says a movie review a movie review of what oh oh yeah of that sorry your your answer slide with slice question what do you think about the bike memes on the og uh well you know it's funny you guys know me i don't let stuff bother me a lot of it's funny and the stuff that i don't think is funny i just let go you know some of it's me some of it's mean spirited, but most of it's in good natured. So I I know I don't mind a good natured ribbing. I know that's the kind of stuff I'm gonna get when I go when I show this stuff to you guys. People are like, oh, he's a troll. He, he bought that just to fuck with the OG. Well, no, I didn't buy it just to fuck with the OG. I bought it because I liked it. Um the fact that the OG went fucking nuts over it is just kind of a fun side effect. Um <laughs> uh, and I think I'm gonna buy some stuff for it. Like I, I, there's a, a different bicycle seat I want to buy. Uh, I'm not sure if it fits or not. I've been trying to get Tenor to answer my question for like three days about bike seats, but he hasn't returned, responded to any of them. I think he's washed his hands of the entire bike thing because he was one of the ones that were very much uh, against it because he likes actual bikes <laughs> as opposed to what I have, which is not a real bike anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but I have fun with it. I still might buy an electric bike. Uh, cause this thing didn't actually fulfill what it fulfill, what I originally wanted it for. Originally I was looking for something that I could pedal around. And then if I needed a little assist, cause my leg was bothering me, cause I'm having leg issues. Um, you know, I'd be able to give it assist. So I wouldn't worry, have to worry about getting home. This didn't work out that way because the chain that's, you know, um, it's got two chains, uh, the one for the, uh, pedals and the one from the motor. However, for you, when you pedal the bicycle, it rotates over the engine. Uh, so like you get resistance when you're pedaling. So if you, if you're pedaling without the engine on, it's very, very hard. And if you try to pedal with the engine on, it'll stall it out. <laughs> so basically the only thing to pedals for is to give it like a little push when you first get going to, 
because uh, unless you, if you're a heavy guy. Um, but for the other night, you don't pedal at all. And that's not really what I was going for. I wanted to get some exercise. Uh, so I may or may not still buy an electric bike. I might not, probably not actually, because they're expensive. You know, uh, this wasn't, this wasn't super expensive. Uh, I couldn't buy a nice electric bike for what I paid for this. The, you know, a decent electric bikes look like, look like they start at 1500 and go up to like three or four fucking thousand dollars. And while I was kind of interested in it, not that much, I think maybe I'll play around with my, with the bike I have now. And then a couple of years, if I decide that's not for me, I can always get an electric bike. They're very popular though. I see a lot of them around. At first, at first, I had no clue what was going on uh, that they were getting so popular. Because, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, my apologies. Because if you're not paying attention, you won't even really notice it's an electric bike. Most of them have their batteries like not hidden, but if you don't know what an electric bike is, you wouldn't notice. You just think it's something stuck on the side of like that bar of the of a bike. Um, and some people use them basically as their transportation. Uh, my wife's brother rides around a ton. I think he li- lives like six or seven or eight miles from his work, and he'll take his just the electric bike back and forth there every day, you know, during the spring, summer, and fall. <clears throat> Which I guess is, you know, a good deal, a way to save some money on gas and all that good stuff. All right, let's see what else. We got to have at least one more good topic before we get out of here. As always, feel free to call in if you want. I get bored talking to myself. It's been a slow show. I do apologize. I should have had some topics, you think, right? <laughs> Little Yachi, Lachi, L A, what? L I L, says Lil, then Y A C H T Y. Yachi? Yachti? Yachty, I don't know. Says he pays over five thousand dollars. Excuse me, over fifty thousand dollars a month in bills. Fifty thousand dollars. Every this is to the quote. Every month I got fifty-two thousand dollars in bills monthly. You know what I'm saying? And, and I have to work. Let's say I got thirteen million in the bank, right? Well, if my overhead is fifty-two thousand dollars a month because my houses and my staff and cars and insurance, all these things, I take care of all these people. That thirteen million will run down. Because that's just the bills. I still like to live. I'm still a rapper. I still want to go to nice dinners and fly my girl, go see my girl. We still want to do all those things. <laughs> that's an interesting quote. Um, the Atlanta native went on to explain that he had to learn how to make money in different ways to make his money work for him because he likes nice things and wants to enjoy his lifestyle. You have to be making money while you're sleeping. Never just have one source of income, even if it's six figures. Uh, and he uses a swear word for black people could be making 200,000 a show, six shows a week. And that's still not should be the, uh, that's still not should be the only bag. Hmm. He's actually making sense. He says, uh, it's dumb to let your money sit in a bank account because it's just sitting, it's just there. He's talking about making his money work for him. Yeah. Uh, well, other than the horrible vernacular, the guy makes the guy's pretty smart. Makes a good point. You know, you don't, when you have real money, you don't let your, you don't let your money sit there. You make your money work. Um, a good example of this is I know plenty of people that are worth tons and tons and tons of money. They still, if they if they can get zero interest for uh, loans and stuff, they will still buy a car and make payments on it, like like a Lamborghini or a Corvette. You know, not Corvette, but like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or an Austin Martin or or any of that kind of shit. Like a two or three hundred thousand dollar car. 
they'll buy it on payments. And well, clearly they could pay that off, no problem at all in one chunk, but they don't because they want that money in their bank account to work for them. They would rather pay off that $300,000 over the course of three years because they can make that $300,000 turn into $500,000 in that three years or, or whatever. So a lot of times when they make large purchases, they still make it on payments just because, you know, they can work, work the money better. And that's, you know, an interesting thought. That's one of the reasons why rich people are rich because they think like that. I don't think like that. Fuck. I don't think about making my money work for me. I spent thinking about spending my money. That's i I'm good at that. I'm good at spending money and saving it and making it work for me. Not quite so much. Um, but he's right. And he's right about the only one source of income too. Um, I'm trying to make multiple income sources. That's what this entire podcast is. Well, not really. I don't honestly expect to make any money on this. Let's be realistic. Um, but it'd be cool. And, and I do do my voiceover work for extra money. Um, but once again, one of the, uh, one of the, um, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but, well, once again, one of the reasons that, you know, rich people are rich is because, you know, they make their money work for them. Most of them, most of them have multiple income streams. They don't just have one thing. They've got multiple things. So that if their one thing isn't doing well, they still have the other things. Yeah, it's like it's called diversification. Um, and obviously, I can't diversify, but yeah, I try to emulate the rich people as much as I can. Yeah. The juicer says twelve hundred on a bike and pot. Yeah, well, that's about right. Um, well, yeah, but the pot I gotta have. That's my medicine. Can't go without that shit. Well, I'm just lucky that Michigan has made it uh, legal, so it's relatively cheap at this point. You know, not outside. I mean, in certain ways, I wish it was expensive because that would motivate me to quit. And I feel I'd probably have a better life if I quit. But right now, eh, I don't want to quit. And the prices are fucking cheap enough that it's not a burden financially to, uh, to smoke pot anymore. Not that it ever was compared to other drugs. <laughs> How long will that pot last you? Oh God. Um, uh, he's talking about my review I did yesterday. I bought um, a half ounce of one weed, an eighth of another weed, four grams of um, one kind of wax and six grams of another type of wax. Fuck. That's going to last a, lo a long time. Um, I don't even go through a, uh, I maybe go through a gram of wax a week uh, now that I'm working. Uh, so that, so the wax will last about two, two and a half months. Um, the weeds, and I do barely smoke weeds. So I, it should probably last the entire time. I, I preferably intend to get probably at least two months out of what I bought the other day. And that was, uh, and that was $400. And I actually splurged. Uh, I normally don't, I bought stuff that was more expensive than it normally, norm, I normally do. I could get the same stuff that I got quantity wise for probably like, $200 if I, if I wanted to buy cheap weed and cheaper uh, um, wax. And that's what I normally do. Like I said, I splurged on this one. I don't normally drop $400 um, uh, on anything, although it's within my budget because my budget's $200 a month. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I give myself for uh, pot, you know, regardless of whether it's going to be wax or, or uh, weed. Uh, that's my budget. And if, and if I smoke more than that, I just, well, I, I don't, not, I don't not smoke more than that because I constrain myself. I'll see how much I have left and, and adjust accordingly. Um, and yeah, $200 a month is a fair amount of money. I, I'm perfectly willing to admit that. That's a cheap car payment. Yeah. Um, but 
it's being pretty much my only only device. I don't smoke um, cigarettes, rather. I don't drink. Um, I don't really buy video games anymore to entertain myself. Um, mostly, I just buy weed to entertain myself. So it's one of it's one of my one of my few um, frivolous expenses. I say that by frivolous normal expenses. I buy stupid shit all the time. You guys see me posted on the internet, so you guys know I buy stupid shit. But as far as like my regular day to day life, that's pretty much my only uh, thing that I spend money on on a regular basis. And I would still spend it if it was uh, more expensive. Like I said, I enjoy doing it. It's going to be really hard for me to quit because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think we're creeping up on the end of the show. So I think we're going to call it a day. I apologize for not having much way of uh, topics today. Uh, show traffic was a little low. Normally we have some callers. I'm sure it will pick up tomorrow. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, I'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock to do this shit all over again. I want to thank everybody who listened. Uh, the fuck yeah bros and all everybody else. But. For now, we are done, so I'll just tell you, this has been Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. I'll talk to you later. Theme tune for the OG. Fuck 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 the OG. Fuck